to hear an also, embarrassing story about me also, and there's Steven the Tyler? Sure. Uh, sure. You want, afterwards, I'll tell you an embarrassing story about me and Liv Tyler. Okay. So I was at yeah. a trivia a few weeks ago, and there's this where, uh, like, sub-round. In walks Steven Tyler. And in walks Steven Tyler in Nagoya, Japan. I'm going to jail soon, he yells. Yep. Uh, so it basically gave us the option of choosing, like, from five different categories, and the letters were A and T. Like, the, the, the answer started with an A or T. So I chose singer and I chose T because I was like, all right, I'll dominate this category. And it was like, nicknamed the, the screaming demon of somewhere or something like that. This New York native, of, uh, last name starts with a T. And I was like, oh, that's Jethro Tull, the singer. Yeah. And we got it wrong because it was obviously yeah. Steven Tyler. And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, Jethro Tull, the screaming demon." Also, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think anyone named Jethro has ever been born in New York. <laughs> Not a, unless like it was because like a plane got landed, got yeah. grounded, <laughs> like not on purpose. Jethro, what's happening? Yeah, I don't think that's my boy Jethro. Yeah, I don't think that name uh, exists in New York's lexicon. He, unless you're, he's a blood, so watch your colors, dog. Unless you're re- referring to Lieutenant Jethro Gibbs, and you're six years Yo, old yeah, watching a NCIS. Uh, who's the main character in NCIS? <laughs> Special Agent Jethro Gibbs. <laughs> uh, hey, it's Special Agent Jethro. How you doing? Hey guys! It's my favorite Jag hey guys. spinoff. How you doing? I'm Jethro. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Welcome to NCIS. <laughs> I'm Jethro. We're <laughs> gonna solve this case. You guys! Hey, there's blood on the ground. What's that doing? Uh, oh no! There's a bit of murder. <laughs> oh my god! There's a used condom with blood on it over there. What the fuck Simon. is this? <laughs> I'm Jethro like Muppet NCIS. <laughs> That's what NCIS is like, right? This this gets this gets <laughs> this gets weird when we flip the times of recording when, when the Americans are in the morning and she's at night. Americans in the morning. <laughs> Shay well, that's going to be the name weird. of our new soap opera. Americans in the morning. <laughs> With Jethro Tull and Steven Tyler. <laughs> it's fun because I have coffee and I feel like it's like we're on a talk show. Can we do that thing where they go to commercial and then like the sound cuts out, but you see them like like still talking, like whispering at each other, and you're like, that's oh, cool. Oh, like that's a late like a night talk show? Joke. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah, but like the camera pulls out and they're like whispering to each other, and you're like, that's neat. That's like, that's like a real friendship. All right. So, um, you know, we've just started the podcast, but we're going to go to commercial break. We'll be right back. God, my dick is so fucking hard right now. Fuck yes. Oh man, I've already you know your mic is on, up. right? Oh shit, is it? Oh, fuck, we're back. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, what I'm about here, your dick, I'm, I'm... Shay? <laughs> Speak up about your penis. So I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm here with a uh, special guest, Jethro Tull. Jethro, how you doing? Oh, how are you doing? It's really good to be on the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> So, I, Jethro, I heard that recently you were uh, a guest 
star or guest detective rather on NCIS. Can you tell us a bit about was, that experience? I was there to help solve the murder of like a, an old man who watches Jag and he was on a pirate ship and we fought the ghost pirates and then we went to Disney World. That's a lot to unpackage there. Jesus Christ. So um, these ghost pirates, were they more ghost or were they more pirate? They were, uh, they, they were like the top half was more pirate and the bottom half was more ghost, like the wispy little tail. <laughs> was it like a Casper situation <laughs> or was it like a supernatural ghost? It was like a Casper situation, except he wasn't friendly, you know what I mean? <laughs> So he's. Uh, I can't say that on the air. I can't say that on the air. Okay. So he had more ghost tendencies. That's good to know. All right. And uh, I'm also joined by Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler, how you doing? I'm going to jail soon. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of jail. Nobody heard that fart, did they? No, no, I, I heard it. No. Oh, that is that what that was? I thought it was a chair. I thought you were... <laughs> no, I, I busted ass. I've never busted ass on our podcast before. He purposely lifted his leg like a dog to make sure that we saw it. <laughs> right. He did a visual cue on this audio podcast. That's right. I, yeah. I bring out... Or I bust out the big guns, rather. Just like I'm busting my jeans with shit. Anyways, uh, this is the Chompcast. Uh, how you guys doing? So sorry this is the episode you tuned into, if this is your first time. Uh, I'm Shay. Some people say it's better than busting a nut. <laughs> Mac, you can't say that. What? I said what you told me to do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Some say it's better. It's supposed to be, some say it's better than having an orgasm. Not that you'd ever know. <laughs> I know, I have so many <laughs> orgasms! <laughs> I still need to watch season 16. Uh, I'm Shay. Uh, the guy who's yelling in the mic over and over again is uh, Jethro Tull, also Steven Tyler, also Rich Meister. Rich, it's good to have you back, man. How's it going? I've, it's been a while. It has been a while. Both, like, quote-unquote professionally and personally, as we were talking about before the show. Yeah, yeah. A lot going on, man, you know? Yeah, Life's I travel. Feel I feel that. I'm just glad you're back, Druggies. dude. How was your trip, by the way? It was lovely. It was uh, not on fire, oh, uh, despite what the news would tell you. Where did you end that's up going? Uh, I was in Montreal. Okay. And what were you, if, if you don't mind, just giving me and the listeners a quick uh, glimpse, what were you doing there? None of your fucking business. I was there uh, for a Formula One race for the Canadian Grand Prix. Nice. Was it was it your first time seeing one in person? This is my first, yeah, this is the first uh, Grand Prix I've gone to in person. How was that experience? It was fun, man. It was, uh, it was a time. Uh, decent seats. Uh, we got to watch the only American driver on the grid eat shit on the first turn, so that's fun. Were you happy uh, about that? No, you know, just disappointed in our nation. Um, pouring out for That's Logan Sargent, his uh, his internet catchphrase that was made up for him, which is, what the fuck is a kilometer? Uh, hmm, I like that. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, I uh, we've already booked to go back to that particular race next year. 
Oh, wow. Um, Damn. But yeah, we uh, sprung for, for starting grid seats next year. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. It was a, a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, business. Well, dope. It's good to have you back, man. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into more of what you Are those expensive sheets? Yes. Yeah. The start, the starting grid one. That that's the that's yeah. that's like the that's like the box seats or like the behind home plate sort of equivalent. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not. They weren't. They were expensive, mind you, but like not compared to some of like the bigger Grand Prix. Like uh, Canada is the. I would. I think Japan's actually the most affordable Grand Prix. I was looking at like comparison ticket prices, but that would also require me to fly to Japan. Um, yeah, so, I mean, which, it's pretty cheap. The cost signi- significantly ups the cost. Uh, I think, like, literally, I like the lowest ticket fare in Japan is like eighty dollars, uh, oh, wow. which is incredibly cheap for a Formula One race. Uh, even though it's very popular in Japan, it's uh, very very popular here. Like, I actually, you know, what's funny is I watched that race live at three in the morning when it happened. Uh, Damn. Uh, it hasn't happened like, this year. I'm talking about last year's uh, Japanese mm, right, Grand Prix. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, that's like when like the bars en- were opening at six in the morning because the, the World Cup the was energy, in Russia. The energy there was really cool. Like that's a race I would love to go to someday. Hmm. They, you know, they and get I would really love to excited. meet you in person. I would. I well, you, you could go with me. It's a four. I'd buy you a ticket. Um, we can go, go cheer for the uh, the the only Japanese driver currently on the grid, Yuki Sonoda. Hmm. I'd go if you ended up coming here. I'd definitely go with you. And I wouldn't but even yeah. make fun of it once. I would really appreciate that. That would be really respectful of you. And you know what? I bet you'd walk away going like, I see why people like that. That was a fun time. Yeah, I think I would have fun in person. Like, I, I don't think I could ever sit down and watch it on TV. or But watching it in person is a def- definitely a different thing. It's the same with, like, American football. Or... It's a different oh. energy. Yeah, exactly. Like, that. That's that's always cool to experience that kind of thing in person. But... I'm glad you're back. We're also accompanied by Ray. Ray is making his return appearance as well. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. Um, Rich, I actually meant to tell you, so I, I think as of this recording, it's still good. I was... Um, do you ever play the F1 video games? Because yes, the, I do. Cur- the current one is on sale, so I didn't know if you had purchased it already. Uh, it's on sale right now? I believe it's like $10 off right now. Or it was I like two, yeah. two days ago. So, I think F1 Manager, which just dropped, is on sale. Is what's happening? Oh no! My, what I saw was like F1 23, or yeah, unless yeah, they yeah. unless they do the the bullshit of it's like a year ahead or something. Like, no, no, 23 is the new one. Okay, but yeah, no, I'm doing good. You know, funny enough. I, I caught the tail end of an F1 race, and I was talking to Rich about it while it was happening. I think it was one that was taking place questions. in England. Hmm. Yeah, you were. That was Silverstone. Yeah, no, that was that was pretty interesting. I could see getting into it. Like, I'm not a big watching any sport on TV person, but I get that energy of live things. Like, uh, at this point, it's been a couple of years, but I remember I went to a New York Rangers game, and while I'm not a huge hockey fan, like definitely going to the game, fun. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun to go to. Like, I could never watch hockey on TV. Just because my old ass eyes, I don't know where the puck is half the time. I'm like, it's very hard to follow hockey on TV as an old man. I agree. I remember, but, like in, in like person, I would, I would be all in. Oh yeah, well again, it's that energy thing where you know 
you're just sort of like getting you know you're vibing with the crowd you know people get into it you get into like the chance even I'll, if you're not a fan you know what's you know what's funny is i'll tell you there's this brief story about my time at that f1 race because this is one of my favorite energy things you would never pick up on unless you were at that sporting event live when you get there on qualifying day they have what's called like the driver parade uh which is like all the drivers drive around slowly and like greet the crowd like in the morning like a couple hours before the race um, and as part of that parade, there's a, this thing called the Paddock Club, which is basically like tickets for rich assholes. Um, and if you're in the Paddock Club, you get you're in the driver parade, like you're on the back of a truck and they drive you around. And as the people in the Paddock Club drive around, everyone in the grandstands viciously boos them. That's and it's hot. amazing. That's hot. Like, do the rich people enjoy that like that they like wave it's like they can't tell from how far away they are if it's like positive energy or negative energy but everyone's like boo like fuck you you rich assholes that's <laughs> that's yeah, such damn. a weird that's such a weird thing to want to do that's like when like you know like the kids of like firefighters get taken on like the local memorial day parade <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a similar idea. It's a similar. It, it really is like it's one of those things that made me go, "Oh, now if I even ever could afford that, I would never do it because I know everyone just hates these people." Yeah, like that's that's a that's a real like that's real passive aggressive class warfare. It's pretty fun though. Oh, I'm sure. For, actually, I'm sure from the normal seat side, it's actually probably more enjoyable than it is for the rich people because I would just feel like I was part of like a zoo exhibit. Yeah, there's a couple of, like, weird social interactions that happen in these things. My favorite, of course, being, and I think I talked to you about this, Ray, at the end of the actual race, if you ever watch one of these on TV, you see people storm the track. So we kicked down a fence and like, stormed the podium. That's, yeah, I noticed that people were storming the track. I'm like, that, yeah, I don't it happens get every how that's... Time. I don't get how that's remotely allowed. I feel like that's just a good way to, like, destroy property. I, oh, I led the charge in my section. It was great. That's so... I, I, I was the know, one who broke the fence down. That's, like, that, that, that's just, like, a weird cultural thing where, like, you know, when you see someone storm the field at, like, an American baseball game, security couldn't fast enough tackle them. You no, know, in this sport, it's an accepted thing that is going to happen at the end. You know what would make I th I honestly think um, would make watching F one on TV at least much better. I think if like at the end, um, basically there's one driver, the winner, gets to drive around the track five times as fast as he possibly can, and as many people as they want to risk it, just go out on the course and just fuck the shit out of each other. And the driver has to try and kill as many people as he can. So, like, when you say fuck the shit out of you, so, so like, it's a, it's sort of like the purge mixed with an orgy? Yeah. Did you... The porgy. I, I, did you start the Twisted Metal series? Is that what it's about? Yeah. I need to see that. I, I like, I've heard actually good things, and I need to watch it. Wait, we've heard good things about this? I have, actually. I have heard things about it. Have you? I've heard it's short. I don't feel comfortable supporting anything David Jaffe has his name on. I know, I know, I know. He's talked about that. But I do but. want to support Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe with Will Arnett's voice for some reason? Is yeah, that, well, is I, that true? 
Yeah, Samoa Joe is like the body of Sweet Tooth, but Will yeah, I Arnett do know is that. I didn't realize Will Tooth. Arnett was the voice, though. It's a David Prowse, James Earl Jones situation. It's a very weird acting situation to be in, I feel like. Well, it's literally Darth Vader. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Hmm. That's they, true. They could, pull, they could pull it off in 70, 1977. They could pull it off now. But then again, I guess there's just something weird, like, and this is true of James Earl Jones too. But like, when I hear Will Arnett's voice coming out of Simone Joe's body, I'm like, I don't like this. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that would be like yeah. that would be what what's like that take me out of the immersion. I would say cognitive dissonance because of Will Arnett. Yeah, mm. Cog- yeah, that's exactly what's happening there. Right, but like, I also I like Anthony Mackie. And I, I definitely like Stephanie sure. Beatriz, which we talked about. That's the only reason why we want to see it, right? Yeah, so. that's fair. I mean, I, I have I have the cock, uh, as the kids call peacock. Um, mm. So I'll I'll probably, like, give it a watch at some point. Just, like, watch that first episode. Be like, what is the tone of this and what are they trying to do here? Mm. And besides, watch whatever new TV at this point you can get. Because as of this recording, the actors and writers are still on strike. So... <laughs> Nothing's gonna get made. <laughs> yep. To be fair, there's a lot of stuff I need to catch up on anyway, so this couldn't have come at a better time. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, uh, all signs pointing up for Rich. Corporate corporate greed <laughs> coming to a head couldn't have come at a better time. <laughs> it really gives me a chance to work through my backlog of television. Thanks, Disney, for not paying your writers and actors enough money. You were really looking out for me, weren't you, Disney? Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, but Bob Bob Iger, he he's he's got your back. I think that's the moral of the story. That's, that's what people always say. That's what they tell me. He's looking out for number one. That's me, not him. And you know, like me, I'm I'm obviously going through a big backlog. I mean, the show I've been watching lately, I've been rewatching Californication on Showtime oh, anytime. I love Californication. It's a show about how good at sex David Duchovny is. <laughs> Yes. Mm. Uh, wasn't he actually like a sex addict? Like, yes, he was. Yes, like he that. Was. That seems like the worst show possible to like do after like receiving treatment for that. A, I thought it was a biopic. <laughs> the funny thing is, is just always worth remembering that show is created by one of the lead writers from Dawson's Creek. Yeah, it's um, it's Duchovny's Creek. Yeah, Tom Capinos, who's actually from Levittown, like us. Yeah. Worth yeah. Thinking I about. I don't know what that means. I don't know. No, no it's a. Uh, it's qu- it's quite a show. It, it is very. Uh, it takes all the parts of uh, prestige TV and mixes it with all the parts of watching Cinemax after twelve p.m. twelve a.m. Rather. So Skinemax. Accurate, accurate description of Californication. <laughs> okay. I'll have to check it out maybe someday when I'm very, very bored. But, you know what we are going to talk about? Pornography? Close. Video games. Porn video games? Yeah. I actually. I mean, they just just sell them on Steam now. You can just buy... Like, you don't have to try anymore. You could, like, play a video game where, like, you're an elf that fucks Hitler or something. (laughs) Yeah. You, you used that to have to try to like. Fun, actually, you used to have to search for those. Like now, it's just like. <laughs> used to be a shareware market for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like you would trade discs of demos of Doom with... This is actually a mod of Chex Quest. Finally. Mm-hmm. Well, Chex, let's talk Chex about some Sex video Quest. Games, let's let's talk, talk about, about Chex some... Sex Quest. Chex. Let's talk about some actual video games. So, um... Does anyone want to go first, or can I go first? Is that all right? Shay, you, you could go start. You should go first. Start, okay, thank you. Because I've almost played no video games this year. Same. But I played through a whole ass video game recently. Tell me about it. God damn it, I will. It's called Grounded. Have you heard about it? I had played it in the early ass sex. Hmm. I love early ass sex. I like any ass <laughs> sex, really, but... Um, Not early for me. That's in my ass is at its worst. I like it when it's at its mid. Okay. Okay, thanks. Anyways, um, so I played Grounded. Uh, basically, a couple of my buddies back home, we are trying to figure out a game that we could all play. And uh, one of my buddies is like, hey, Grounded is on uh, Game Pass. And I said, well, it's Grounded. And he said... Well, it's a survival game where four kids are shrunken. And... He said, Shay, you ignorant slut. <laughs> he said, fuck you, Shay. No, and uh, basically they're shrunk in this backyard and they have to figure out how to make themselves big again. And they navigate this seemingly massive backyard full of insects that try and kill you. And that's the whole premise of the game. And I initially it's obsidian, thought... right? What? obsidian right yes obsidian studio so like and when i heard that initially i was like that sounds fucking stupid and then i saw obsidian did it i was like okay this is probably gonna be good and we played okay we played one hour of it and i was like this is really fucking good shay here's the thing i think you're dumb for saying that sounds stupid because you and i both know and have agreed in the past that one of the best genre of video games of video games is you are small that's true. Tinykin is a great game. That is a it's good a, point. It's a top-tier genre of video game is You Are Small. You're, also, you're right. Honey, you're I right. Shrunk the Kids is a good movie. It's a good concept mm. in general. Yeah. yeah. I just, I was like, well, I don't know how they're going to make this into a survival game. Like, I don't know how long this could last. And we played for about 150 <laughs> hours in total, my friends and it's I. Um, armor out of spiders oh dude yeah that that game was so amazing um so you choose between one of the four characters and you start out very 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 meager and uh it's like it's interesting it has a really good learning curve um basically you will discover items discover locations you can use this, this scientific device to basically um scan these items and th- when you do that, it will increase your level, and it also gives you recipes to make more things in the world. So obviously, it behooves you to travel and explore. And once you start doing this stuff, um, you will open up more recipes to make things that help you pass certain challenges, environmental and um, interactive challenges in the game. So one of the first challenges is you need to get into the red ant anthill. But when you first start the game, you're way too weak. You don't have equipment. You don't have weapons. So you got to figure out how to make that stuff. And once you do that, you can go in and um, 
you know, kill some red ants, which gives you better armor, better weapons, access to different kinds of weapons, and there it builds from there. Um, it, it, it's such a simple concept that I, I loved it. And on top of that, they have a bunch of cool different types of collectibles, such as like uh, audio logs, or um, they have specific kinds of like what is it you have like what's kind of the equivalent of the pit boy in this game and it's not quite the pit boy but it's similar and you can change the color interface of the ui which is really dope and they have like in-game collectibles that are very important which are called milk molars which are these giant teeth that if you crack enough of them they upgrade your character let me ask you this because uh is there a lot of fallout dna in this because i mean this is obsidian this is the new vegas folks Yes. So they made arguably the best Fallout. Yes. There is some Fallout DNA in for sure. They have... So you you remember the Mysterious Stranger perk? Of course. They have something called the Mant-Sterious Stranger, which is... There's this this boss you have to fight called the Mant, and he's this, like, amalgamation of, like, different insects into this giant, stupid, brutish insect abomination. And after you kill him, you get this perk, basically, that you can equip um, to your character. And it's the same thing. Same concept. Um, He will show up and he will help you um, kill the enemies that you're fighting or just be a meat shield. So there's, I mean, there's something as simple as that. Um, You can play in first person or third person. There is, uh, you know, a lot of uh, melee uh, combat. And you can also use bows and arrows. Um, and it's there's no VAT system, but th- there's there's a lot of DNA. I figured that would be harder to to make work in a game that has a cooperative experience to it because you can't just slow everybody's game down. Exactly, exactly. But um, there's definitely a lot of DNA in it. And um, also, I feel like people forget that like VATs kind of existed because they were like the shooting in this is not that good. Yeah, let's make it serviceable. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. So, like, the one thing I will say about this game that I was immensely, immensely impressed with, and it's something that we've talked about the last few years, games getting better at, is um, accessibility. This game has a ton of accessibility. So one of the first questions it asks you when you boot up the game is, do you have arachnophobia? Because if you do, we will make the experience better for you. If not... You will play, you will encounter giant spiders. And for a little while, it was very unnerving to run into a spider. Because I really fucking hate spiders. But um, the fact that they had accessibility options for that and many other things is very impressive to see their accessibility options as a whole. Not only the arachnophobia thing, but as a whole. Wait, if you have arachnophobia... What happens if you say you have arachnophobia? Well, that's it. I remember that being big news at the time, the arachnophobia thing. Like, doesn't it just change the model to, like, these cutesy little white blobs and, like, get rid of the legs? Yes. Oh, okay. That's right. So it leaves the enemies in, but it just alters the character model, so it resembles a spider, not at all. Very Mm. common sense solution. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because there, there are... Without... Ah, it doesn't matter. It's not a big spoiler. There are different spiders. So there's a uh, orb weaver, which is the first one you'll run into. It's a much bigger spider than the character models. 
And then you run into an even bigger one, the wolf spider, which those are fast and they jump and they're fucking deadly. Um, venomous as well. There are small spiders in the water. Uh, they're not big, but they um, they hit hard. And then they're like miniature spiders, like spiderlings. You can run into black widows, which are very fucking tough. And then there are some boss spiders in the game that you have to fight as well. There are some hidden bosses in the game. So um, there, there were many different kinds of insects in there, and I felt the creativity was just off the charts. Um, obviously, creativity in the sense that um, how much they packed into a game, like the different types of insects, the different kinds of abilities that they had, the weaknesses and strengths. Um, you can do something called peeping them, which is the equivalent of taking your binoculars out and looking at their strengths and weaknesses. Um, that was dope as hell. And some of the bosses, I won't spoil the bosses. Um, some of the bosses in this game were fucking spectacular. I, I really had a lot of fun with those as well. The story is very, very simple. It's basically uh, the scientists trunk you. And so you it's how you shrunk the kids. Hmm? So it's funny I shrunk the kids, like yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very similar to that. There's a little bit more going on that you learn about. Again, I'll avoid spoilers. Keep it spoiler free. But there is a story there. Um, depends on how much you're interested in checking it out. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else major. The crafting, like they have like a survival mode and they have a creative mode. Obviously, um, this game has a ton of not not as much as minecraft obviously but it has a ton of versatility and it's uh craftability what you can do with that i it's obviously a pain in the ass to do some of that stuff in survival mode but sure um especially with how like the frequency of what when things will spawn but other than that i mean oh the other thing we had to do is we actually turned the difficulty down in the game because, like, if you turn it to the easiest difficulty, there's no friendly fire, um, like, towards each other or our, like, base. Like, if we're building a base and somebody threw a grenade in there, one of my friends, that could blow up our shit. But when you put it on the easiest mode, that's all turned off. And uh, it, it got, like, the difficulty spike in that game is a little bit brutal. I mean, it's a survival game. I totally get it. But um, it was the the difficulty curve is a little bit brutal, so we definitely went to the easiest difficulty. That way, we could enjoy ourselves and have fun. Um, one of the other things is I don't think the map is necessarily the most friendly thing in the game. It's not the easiest thing to use. So trail markers are definitely your best friend in the game, and uh, memorizing, which you will do if you search for everything in the game, you will memorize the map. But um, searching for some of those collectibles, there's not an easy way of doing it. So we had to use YouTube videos to collect some of those, which was a bit of a pain in the ass as well. Because there's no check system, check mark system. So my friends and I, I was like, I'll start from one, you start from this number, and we'll work towards the middle, essentially, to get some of those collectibles. Which is not very fun, unfortunately. Um, the last thing I do want to say about the game, when you roll credits regardless of what ending you get you are surprised with a closing theme song done by none other than mark rebier 
Steven but, Tyler. <laughs> oh, yeah! Uh, Mark Rebier, which surprised me because we rolled credits and I heard the voice and I was like, it's not Mark Rebier? And then I looked it up and I was like, God damn, it is. Message huh. Josh immediately when that happened. So Weird. That, I feel like I would have seen more people talking about that. Yeah, I was I was really surprised to to see that or to experience that, but uh, highly, highly, highly recommend that game. Highly recommend you play it with friends. Um, it's on Game Pass, I, I believe. It is still on Game Pass. Yes, I played it solo for a little while when my friends weren't online, and then oh, that's the other really cool thing you can do with this game. So let's say the three of us, me, Ray, and Rich, decide we want to start a new uh, uh, save on this game. So let's say I create the world. And I have to go to bed, but these guys still want to play. I can share the world with you guys, and you guys can play in the world I've created while I'm sleeping. Yeah, you can shave a world state. That makes sense. Yes. And when I come back, I still have all my stuff. Like, like, I'm sure that's typical for survival games, but... In in modern survival games, that's pretty normal. Yeah, Yeah, that world state sharing. Right. I had, I had not played a lot of survival games, so that was kind of a cool thing to me. I know it's pretty common, but it was... It's not... worth noting, though, because it, it's it's a good feature to have, and it's not a given, but it is pretty common in, like, modern survival games. Yeah, yeah. So that was a cool cool thing as well that I wanted to note. But overall, um, out of the very few games that I've played and beaten this year, uh, granted, that game didn't come out this year, but that's probably my favorite game. Uh, Elden Ring I finished this year, too. But no, um, I would say that's probably my favorite gaming experience this year that I played from beginning to end, which there's not wow. many of them. Um, and the thing is, it's constantly getting free updates. So actually, when we started it, a whole new area got added to it, and enemies got added to it and stuff as well. So it's constantly getting updates right now. At least. Very cool. Yeah, um, and if if you played it like way back when, Rich, it looks very different now. Oh, I don't doubt it. I played it like in very early access. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I roll through a while on segue while we're still on the you are small uh category of games? Yeah, by all means. Because I've been playing Pikmin Four. Oh, that came out, didn't it? Yes, it did. I've been really curious um, about the game. Tell me about it. I am early, but I really like it. Uh, I don't, I don't know what y'all's experiences with Pikmin in the past are. I like Pikmin quite a bit. I have played all. I have played the previous three. I feel like this is the best evolution of Pikmin we've had. Like this is, they finally did enough to differentiate it without like the first Pikmin's very arcadey. It's very like sit down and like want you to play it multiple times. Pikmin two is very long. Uh, this one seems a lot longer, but also it's doing more. Um, so it's respecting setup, your time more, so to speak. I would say so, but also like it, it has more to offer. Um, so the basic setup for this one is, and I believe this is the first time they've done this. You're playing as an original character, like you create a character. Um, not a ton of options, but it's that you know cutesy like Alamar style captain thing. The uh, setup is Captain Alamar. Uh, as his species is known for, has once again crashed his ship. 
and uh, the rescue corps are dispatched to what is, as always in Pikmin, implied to be Earth to rescue Captain Olimar. But, again, this species not so great at this. The rescue corps then crash on their mission to save Olimar. So you, the rookie member of the rescue corps, are now dispatched to rescue the rescue corps and Captain Olimar. Um, God damn. So you land there pretty early on. You rescue uh, the captain of the rescue corps as well as another member. And the through line, and this is where like I think they've expanded it well out of what Pikmin used to be, is... You're not just finding um, Captain Olimar and the Rescue Corps. You're finding other civilians from your planet that have responded to Olimar's signal and also crashed their ships. And you're kind of expanding out this base with, like, new features. Like, you know, you find the doctor. Now you can give people medical treatment. You find a florist, and he can tell you about the local fauna. Um, You also... On one of the bigger new features, obviously there's some new Pikmin types, like the Ice Pikmin. But you also have Otachi, who is your dog, uh, your rescue pup. Um, you can ride on his back, you can control him directly, he can help you, he can move things like a Pikmin, I think depending on his size, because he grows as the game progresses, he counts as a certain amount of Pikmin. Mm. Um, I like when they put doggy style in a video game. It's always fun when doggy style is in a video game, I agree, and that's something... Yeah, I love doggy style. Yeah, we all do. Uh, that's something we can all agree on. But, uh, yeah, beyond that, I mean, you have you fly to the different, like, subset areas and clear them out of percentage. I'm feeling, like, a really strong urge to 100% all the areas because I'm just having that much fun with it. Um, you're collecting I don't know why items. I thought you were going to do, like, the, the needle drop. I'm feeling a really strong eight on this. Uh, I thought that's where you were going to go. <laughs> no. Um, you're collecting items to get energy for the ship. It does that classic Pikmin thing where, like, I found a Game Boy SP, and now I found, like, you know, these objects. And they all have weird names in, like, the lexicon of the alien species. Uh, but then, kind of more onto the new, like, gameplay shakeups, which I really like. Uh, instead of just the typical, that loop of, like, I'm collecting things, bringing them back to the ship, fighting off enemies... Um, there's cave exploration is one of the new things where you'll find like these they're basically like drainage pipes and caves are like instanced like the the ticking clock of the surface world stops when you go into a cave and you have to pick the pikmin you bring with you different caves bring different challenges and um they're like cut off from that surface world and they're they're shaped a little differently like they have unique combat encounters unique puzzles Mm. um and then for the first time last night i did uh I think it's called a Didon battle. I don't remember. This is interesting because you can also choose it from the menu and you can play it local co-op versus someone. Uh, basically, you run into another one of your species. But in the narrative, this person has like a Pikmin head, like the, the leaf coming out of their head. And it's implied they've been like infected by the foliage. And you basically participate in a split screen battle where in a set amount of time, them and their dog and you and your dog and a set amount of Pikmin you start with. Uh, try and collect the most resources in an area, and it's like a, a you know, PvP situation. Mm. Um, I think in the narrative of the game, it's very implied that that person you're facing uh, in the story is Captain Olimar, who has been affected, but, you know, naturally all of the other captains like, who is this mysterious stranger? I'm like, that's Olimar, I can tell because of his nose. Mm. Uh, it's like watching a children's show, you're like, I, I know who it is, Dora! <laughs> um... And then uh, also one of the new Pikmin types are Glow Pikmin, uh, who only come out at night. And as in past Pikmin games, if you don't get your Pikmin back to the Onion by nightfall, they get killed. 
But occasionally in this one, you get to do a special encounter at night where you just use glow Pikmin and uh, the the monsters in the area are coming for you. And it's more like a tower defense setup. Okay, uh, that's using the cool. glow Pikmin, which also shakes up the gameplay. So like I, they're doing enough different here and there's enough content and it looks great and it's charming and it's fun and it's well written and it's Pikmin. Now, I've never played a Pikmin game. My sole experience with Pikmin is occasionally playing as Olimar in Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a good jumping off point? Because now, like, it's isn't like I think Pik- this is a, all of them are now available on the Switch. You can get yeah. every Pikmin game on the Switch now. Um, that being said, I think this is a great place to start. Okay, so like. Say I purchased it, played it, and liked it. Is it then worth going back, or would the the games feel too so. old? Like, no, I don't think so. I especially Pikmin One. I think holds up super well because, as I've, I said earlier, the thing I really like about Pikmin One is it feels more arcadey than anything. Like okay. you can beat Pikmin One in about like six hours if you really want to. Oh, okay. Um, so it's really not like how and if anything. Pikmin 1 especially, 2 and 3 less so, but 1 especially, is going to feel more punishing to go back to, because Mm. a lot of the elements that make the original Pikmin Pikmin are gone in this, like the ticking clock scenario, like, you have the ticking clock during the day to be like, I need to get my Pikmin back, or the ones that are out are going to die, but the original Pikmin had, like, a full-on ticking clock of, I need to repair the ship, and if I don't do it in this amount of day, this many days, we're stranded and we lose, like, there's an end game where you can lose, um, that doesn't seem to be present in this. Okay, so okay. that first one actually sounds like it could be a little bit punishing, actually. It, the original Pikmin is very punishing. It's a very Pikmin tough 2, game. It's a, that's the one I have the most experience with. It is a very difficult game. Pikmin 2 similarly had a, like, you can lose state, but also there were ways to keep extending your timer in Pikmin 2, and they were very easy to get. Um, and I don't think Pikmin 3 had that at all. I think that was gone by Pikmin 3, the whole, like... It's there's like an implied like we need to get this rescue mission underway, but also like there was no overall ticking clock where it's like you're going to lose if you don't do this by this point. Mm. I feel like that was like a, a little bit of like an era where uh, ticking clocks in games were real things like makes me think of a was it a zombie game that was on the Xbox 360 Dead Rising? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Or Majora's yeah. Mask is another one. Yeah, no, Majora- I feel like, yeah, for a while, like they they really wanted you to pay attention to clocks. I mean, hell, even in a... There was, like, Pokemon games on the GBA that had real-time clocks, and that stuff mattered. Mm. Sure. I, There's like, even... Ticking clocks for the sake of ticking clocks suck, but if they do something interesting with them, like that indie game Minute, I'm all for it. Sure, if they can be implemented nicely into the gameplay. And I think in the original Pikmin, it was, like, cool conceptually, but, like... There's a lot of quality of life in this stuff to circumvent that. Another good, great quality of life thing is one of the uh, one of the rescue corps members you rescue early on is the scientist, and you can basically bring him resources to have him make you new pieces of equipment, and he can make you things like there's a a more powerful version of the whistle that is I believe he has to make it for you, and then like it's expendable, like you use it once and it's gone. But the idea is like. Uh, you sound this version of the whistle and any stray Pikmin in the overworld will find their way to you. That's cool. That's like a, that's a unique feature. For sure. Yes. Like ideas like that. And then you're, there's a skill tree you're upgrading for your dog Otachi to like make him stronger. Mm -hmm. The Pikmin can ride on his back as he gets bigger and you can ride on him. Uh, 
but again it's just pikmin it's got a great look it's charming it's it's relaxing it's very stress-free uh which the original pikmin was not but it's still a lot of fun yeah yeah the, yeah there's there's not much relaxing in the original that's for sure no and you said it was great looking like i've seen like you know video of it and i just feel like nintendo almost never misses on art direction oh yeah yeah for sure like if it's a first party game like and the switch you know the switch is not exactly a powerhouse of a system but somehow nintendo always makes their things like look great and run acceptably also i wasn't like digging for this information so maybe it was out there but i didn't realize like the main character of pikmin 4 is a fully created character like there's a lot of good options and you can like customize your spacesuit and your look and it's cool to be able to design like your own character in the style of a captain olimar type character right that is so dope well that that just shows how confident they are in their art direction because they're like yeah oh you don't need this bespoke character you can mix and match parts almost to and it's still gonna look good that's exactly what it is and it comes out looking great and then they have you know there's a a fair number in this game of like named characters that have a set look that are other you know of that species like the rescue corpse characters that you interact with at your camp and those characters are all great so far Mm. you know it's it's cool to see when companies put invest money into the tech so it looks good and it plays well which is something excuse me game freak has not been doing lately sure sure so it's good to see pikmin is looking and playing nice how far into the game are you uh i haven't played much i like two or three hours okay that's dope are you gonna get back back to it here pretty soon yeah yeah i intend to i intend to it's one of those things like i'll put like an hour or so here and there at night right uh when i'm just relaxing okay dope that's good to hear Ray, have you been playing anything lately? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I've been tinkering with no. some stuff also. Um, uh, first, I'll talk about what I've been doing with some hardware. For some reason, I need to replace the batteries again in this Nintendo DS and GBASP I have. Because mm. I bought I bought these third-party batteries, you know, because just a general tip to anyone who plays around with old hardware, make sure... By this point, you don't have an original GBA battery in your GBA because those things puff up and eventually go real bad. So you can buy third-party batteries, but these ones seem to be lemons from this. They were cheap, so it's probably my fault. Um, but I need to like check like the charger contacts and stuff and make sure everything's okay on that front. That's just kind mm. of annoying because I like keeping up with that old <laughs> hardware. Like I, I have a million ways to play DS and GBA games. I just like to sort of keep nice examples of the hardware around. Right. But, but uh like the 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 sentimental value cannot be understated in those situations, I don't think. Oh, for sure. I mean, even the GBA I have, I want to make extra sure I take care of that one cuz that's one of those GBA SP3000s that have like the better backlighting. Like right. they have the backlighting of the GBA Micro. Hmm. Which is another thing. I've never had a micro. I've always wanted to get the one that is in the Famicom colors, but those things are insanely expensive. Yep, it's a uh, collector's, not a collector's market right now, but it's a seller's market. Yeah, if if ever I have a spare few hundred dollars sitting around, which I don't know when anyone has a spare few hundred dollars generally, but who knows, maybe one day. 
Uh, Gen X boomers. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, games I've been playing. I my house for six nickels and a lollipop. While I was in college, working part-time. when part -time. I wanted a promotion, all I had to do was blow my boss. And you I was too, like, yes. kid. Ken, get a promotion by blowing your boss. And I was like, yes, but credit scores didn't exist. You got a loan from the bank based off a note your dad wrote that said you were good for it. <laughs> my son, Timmy. Mows the yard once a week. He deserves Well, according to this letter from car. a man I've never met, you're an upstanding citizen. You're not a communist? Here's a loan. You know, back in my day, this country was built on values. We didn't need this pish-posh taxes bull malarkey. We didn't need taxes, this credit man. score hoo-ha. You invented that. We didn't need this fucking pronoun this, business this whole operation was your idea listen because we some didn't. asshole invented farming i have a credit score and that sucks <laughs> it does suck it does it's the worst we didn't need this online dating to meet a lucky young lady we just went up and grabbed her fanny and said you're coming with me whether or not you want to I have a chronic condition. If I was born 300 years earlier, they would have just let me die. Do you know how badly I want that? <laughs> that is a good point. You just would have been, you just would have been left someplace. <laughs> That's I think about just leaving myself places all the time. You know, one of my friends was telling me a story recently about this guy who got an infection in his foot. And no, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I have pictures. Uh, no, no one wants to see those pictures of Matt's foot, dude. That's <laughs> he keeps he keeps he keeps on sending them to me. Yeah, that's your problem. Don't make it mine. And now he has like a blood clot in his arm, like as a result of that too. Like he's just a mess. Fucking god, they need to get on this RoboCap thing with him already, or move on. They just need to Lieutenant Dan him. He already only has one biological leg, so they just need to cut off the other one. And then he could start backstroking in the ocean like Gary Sinise. What's going to happen when that one arm goes, though? Because of the blood clot. We can rebuild him. We have the technology. Yeah, he's, like the, he's like the $6 man. Really? <laughs> like He's the $66 man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, I sent, I sent a message in the group chat. Can you check real quick? Kind of important. Oh, this content uh. sucks. <laughs> No, no, fuck you, get out. <laughs> it's the foot! <laughs> Why did I even show up for this? Because I love you, and I miss you. Uh, <sighs> yeah, so besides, no, it's a... Besides the battery issue, Rich, what what else have you been up to? That's not Ray. Rich, Ray, sorry, Ray, Ray, I'm sorry. Uh, I, was looking at, I don't know. I was looking at Rich's uh, Donkey Kong shirt as I was saying that, sorry. What are we doing? Um, so game-wise, uh, I don't know if I talked about this last time, because it's been a while, but I finished up Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I put I a ridiculous amount of time. I think you playing it, but not that you had finished it. I finished it, and I put a ridiculous amount of time into it. I got sucked into that world like it was like an MMO. Like, I put it in over, like, 200 hours. You know what would have been awesome if, like, you're like, I've been playing that game a lot, and then I got sucked off. Anyways... Yeah, yeah, I saw you were uh, you were making some you were sending some X's about it. Yeah, over on X. Yeah, over on X. You know, yes, I was making some X's. X. Yes, 
Um, mm. But and I, then, I'm going to tweet ugh. on X. No, you can't Sorry, tweet on X. And, I'm going to X a tweet. No, you, see, you just X on X. Take some X and then X on X. I hate him so much. He's so dumb. Imagine waking up in the morning and being like, I'm going to change the name and logo to one of the most recognizable brands in the world. And I'm going to make it a random letter in a stereotypical font. Well, I don't think it's a random letter. I think he's more riffing off the fact oh, that he no, owns SpaceX. Yeah, it's, it's a reference to the fact that he's a fucking loser. Yeah. If you put the ref- letter X anywhere, you're a fucking loser. Wait, what? I agree with that. You hear Xbox, that, Phil Spencer? You're a fucking loser. <laughs> you fucking loser. Fuck you, well, Microsoft, I, they, you fucking loser. They basically admitted in court that they're losers, and that's why they're getting to buy Activision. That's true. <laughs> Their official defense, like, uh, are you trying to run a monopoly on the games business? And they go, monopoly? I'm baby. Exactly. Yes, and you know what? The core is like you're right. <laughs> yeah, listen, baby, Microsoft. You have sixty nine billion dollars. Listen, Mister, I don't, have, I don't any... have enough money. <laughs> I don't have any money. I could pay you in blocks. <laughs> Would you like some stocks, Mister? Sorry, I'm baby. So now, sorry, I get, now, sorry, now I get to own Candy Crush. Nah, that's cool. Now, and the other game I've been playing I started is uh, Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie. You which, did mention that you were playing yeah. that a little bit in the last podcast. How has it been? Not that I mean, one, because it wasn't out yet. Yeah, that wasn't out. I that mean, was... the last one he was on is what I'm saying. Yeah. T- yeah. yeah. Uh, Trails into Reverie is... I'm very early in still. It is very anime it is also probably the worst jumping off point for this series if anyone wanted to try a new one of these because this game assumes you have played every single game beforehand it is is required yeah you have a few hundred hours worth of homework if you want to jump into this one i mean it's worthwhile homework but still like they chuck you right in like there is an option on the title screen to like try to catch you up it does a terrible job of doing that because all those previous games are very dense and they just do they just assume so like from what i understand by the end you have something like 42 playable characters like we're like a third of a way to a swakoden game and Damn. uh yeah and again they just assume you know who everyone is like they don't introduce it like they introduce in a very anime fashion but they don't give you like backstory it's just like Oh, hey, here's Lloyd Bannings. Oh, hey, here's Reen Schwarzer. You know, so... Huh. Okay. It's good. You should know who all those anime men are if you're here. Yeah. No, it's it's good so far. It's, like, a very much a, just a continuation of the series. But I'm glad, like, the United States is finally on par somewhat. Like, they still have... We're still two games behind Japan in the series, but I get it just because... The scripts are so large, so the translation and localization process is ridiculous. So, like, I think they're up to Kuro no Koseki 2 in Japan, which most likely then in America it'll be retitled to Trails into Darkness. Mm. I guess, I mean, that is that is one, not to delve too deeply into this topic, that could be one small positive about AI is that these translations could happen much more quickly. And oh, they could be much worse. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, I mean, I could imagine the base pass being done and then humans touching touching it afterwards, like lo- localizing the AI translation. Sure. And that that being a way of doing it. I mean, look, if we I think we can train an AI to do it about as well as we were doing it in the PS1 era. Yes. Let's 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 get Ted Woosley out of retirement so he can give us new terms like Spoonie Bard. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, let's kinda, let's go I'm find it. Turgid right now. Anybody else? I was gonna literally say yeah. turgid. <laughs> Tumescent. Yes, I love I love that. Those are the two words we always bring up every podcast. Well, turgid. We talked about this before. Turgid's the best one because it can only be used to describe a penis. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say my beard hairs are turgid. That's just a little weird. You could. It just wouldn't make any sense. No, no, no. You're you're exclusively talking about cocks. You could say whatever you want. Mm. It's whether or not I can derive true meaning from it. You, you get see, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. That that my my brain is pretty turgid to the idea right now. See, like, what the fuck is that? I'm saying my brain brain is hard for your idea. See, now now we're getting like platonic ideals, like images in a cave sort of thing. Like, what is the pure sure. form of this? Hmm. You know, like instead of saying, "Yo, that that uh, that food was fucking bussin'," I'm gonna start saying, "Man, that food was fucking turgid, bro. That shit for went real, hard. Real. That shit went hard. For real, this for cu- real, no cap. This for cucumber real, no is cap. turgid. That shit was turge. I'm gonna say turge instead of turgid. <laughs> On the that DL, shit was, that was mad turge. Yo, that shit was turge, bro. I'm pretty sure living in a, a country." And making up slang in a different language is going to be very confusing to people you speak to. Can we I'm just going to get on Reddit and I'm just going to start being like, yo. I'm going to get on it. I'm going to start Xing this. This shit is. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get on threads. <laughs> yo, this shit is turge, bro. What a dumb sentence. Threads is also stupid. It's like, I was hoping that was going to work out, but it's not working out. Oh, it's not working out? So are, are Elon and Mark going to actually have to go through with the boxing match despite Fuck, Elon's mother's so. wishes? Or they, you know, what would be a better torture is having them both play the game you're literally describing to us right now, because you said it's a horrible jumping in point or jumping off point. Excuse me. So just to see them suffer through that for hours why, and hours would be. Why great. are we respecting the wishes of Elon's mother? She didn't respect our wishes when we asked her to drown her son. Well, I mean, listen, once once Ocean Gate gets back up and running, assuming they don't get sued into the ground for blowing up, you know, billionaires, maybe we can shove him in the next pod. I was going to say, they are heroes and we should throw them a parade. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Plus, stepson went to a Blink-182 concert. Uh, what dude, more do you I want? I love that meme, the fucking song. What more do you want? God. My rich stepdad's drowning in a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a man who is like about fucking time, right? Yeah. How far yeah. are you into that game, Ray? Um, I think like eight hours or none, more, more like four, which means nowhere into it. Like I got out of the prologue chapter and what happens yeah. is... In this game, there are three main characters, and you can mm-hmm. switch between them, their scenarios, seamlessly, mm-hmm. um, up to a point. Like, eventually you'll hit, like, story points, because 
it's always assumed that this stuff is all going on at the same time. So like chapter one, all these characters are doing all this. So then once you finish, like, say, chapter one with Lloyd Bannings, you then have to move on to Reen. Otherwise, mm. like, if you can jump back and forth, but I, I don't know if I could do that, just honestly, because the story already is going places. So just doing right. that over and over again, I'm assuming they're going to come together eventually, like a sort of like it's going to bra- do the diamond thing where branches out pretty fully and then comes back together. But, uh... No, so I'm not far at all. My guess is this game is going to be at least 80 hours. Those games tend to be pretty lengthy, and this one seems to be the most jam-packed one yet. Good thing you have a whole summer to work on it. Yes. Yeah, I haven't been playing it. I haven't played pretty much anything in like a week, but I'm probably going to get back to it today. You know, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I missed that game. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. The podcast bringing joy to somebody. None of the listeners, only us. As God intended. Yes, this is now truly a masturbatory experience because I am that turgid. Exactly. <laughs> Get out of here, you parasocial cretins. You know, you know. Speaking of that, um, I was reading a, a, a scripture in the Bible the other day. Why were you like trapped in a room with just a Bible? <sighs> yeah. I was in a hotel room. <laughs> I have no more questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay. No, uh, just kidding. But dope. I'm I'm excited you're gonna get back into it. Have there any, been any other games that either of you have been playing? Because I I've been dabbling a little bit here and there in a Vampire Survivors here and there again just for fun. I fucking um, love that game. But not really so much for me. Uh, I I uh, I've been playing the Trail series like Ray. I'm still one game behind him, but I caught up a bunch with that. But I'm not playing a ton of shit. Hmm. Okay. Playing some deep some deep rock with my my friends occasionally still. That's but, a great game. Uh, that game is great. Darkness Dwarves Danger. If hey, if you ever need another guy, let me know. I I would gladly do so. Yeah. Um Rich always Rich sometime. always needs another guy. He always needs another the, guy. What a weird way to say that. Um <laughs> What a strange thing for you to say. Mm. Uh yeah, but I mean, not not a ton. Uh, sea of Stars from Sabotage comes out at the end of the month. I'm excited for that. Fuck yeah. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Too many games. It's yeah. 1.0 later this week. Oh, yeah, because that's coming out like a month earlier than it was like supposed to. Yeah, it's com- It's hitting 1.0 on Thursday now. What else? Yeah, what? There's something else nuts. really big that's coming out soon, too. I'm sure there is. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 comes out in like oh, a right, month. Right. My phone is dead. Otherwise, I would check. But I think I, Mortal. I think Mortal Kombat One is literally. It's like September sixth or something. Starfield comes out next month. Oh right, 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 right. Oh, that's gonna be. And see, I my backlog is already big because there's games I've purchased and just haven't touched yet. Like I purchased Final Fantasy sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear good All things right, about I, that. I played, I played. I played a lot of that, which I didn't talk about, but I don't really feel like talking about it. Okay. Okay. Just I top like level. It. Is it good? I was like, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, am I yeah, for a good like time? It. I'm. I'm close to done. It's really good storytelling. It's Yoshi P. It's, um, kind of what I expected from him. The only thing I can really say is that, like, and I probably would have finished it by now if, like, the combat is good. But like, once you've been playing it for a long time, if you're doing all the side quests, it's like. All right, this is getting a little monotonous, but uh, it's not bad. Like, and again, I think narratively, it's very, very strong. Okay, okay. we can talk about it more when you finish it. Then, 
Sure, yeah, gladly, gladly. Yeah. And I also picked up Diablo 4, but I'm actually waiting for the next patch to come out because, from what I understand, the community's not very happy with the game at the moment. So It's been having a lot of issues from what I've read on Reddit. But I remember when Diablo 3 came out. I bought Diablo 3 on launch when it had the real money auction house. At least it's not a clusterfuck like that. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. That, w- that was bad. Um, that was like a poor implementation. I mean, granted, now they're doing the more live service battle pass thing, but I feel like that's sort of... Uh, like, the real money auction house was experimental in nature. This is more of a known quantity. Like, you know, you have people buying battle passes now for, like, multiple games at a time. It's like, oh, I bought the battle pass for Fortnite and Marvel Snap and now Diablo 4. So, yeah, you know what? Battle, pa- battle passes are a scourge. They're a scourge, but they're also here to stay. You know what? I think they're fundamentally fair, especially if they only provide like cosmetic stuff. Like, truly, if your game isn't, but there is a spectrum of like there is a there are games that have battle passes that I think are just fine, and there are games that have battle passes that I think are just bad. Oh yeah, no, it's the exploitation level varies by title. Obviously, like I always thought, Marvel Snap did a good one. I haven't played back to that occasionally. I was just going to ask if you guys still play that game. I played the most recent season uh, for Spider Verse. Mm. see i i and meant I to do that because you know that spider verse thing like that they're leaning hard into it because now they have the venom verse and stuff like that so they seem to be going hard with it and you know what it, it you know that, that movie was well received so good on them do they have the sandman verse in that game or yeah not yet it's just part of the, the spider verse but we're getting there yeah. it's just all the thomas hayden churches I was thinking uh, the Adam Sandler Sandman. <laughs> oh no! See, oh, I just what's going on, Spidey. You want to tussle with the Sandman? <laughs> Thank oh, you. God, no, no. I don't need Adam Sandler. Wrong, any- bitch. I don't need Adam Sandler anywhere near Marvel. I will take, however, if I you can give me medicine for my daughter, Spider Man. <laughs> God damn it! You can give me Thomas like Hayden Church from Sideways. I'm going into Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I slide into it. You do. <laughs> like he slides Whoa, in your it's ass. It's me, the Sandman. <laughs> Peter Griffin doing the Sandman I impression. Un- I killed Uncle Ben. Can you... <laughs> Spoilers for Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. It's not a good movie. Can you do, do... Can you do Peter Griffin doing an Adam Sandler as the Sandman impression? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Lois, it's me, a star of Jack and Jill, Adam Sandler. I'm fighting Spider-Man because I'm also the Sandman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, can you do like Peter Griffin doing Little Nicky? Popeye's chicken is the shit. <laughs> that brings me more joy than it should. Ray's not even laughing; he's just smiling. <laughs> like I just, I, I'm, I'm more enjoying watching Shay po- genuinely pop for this. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I don't get it either. It's yeah. working for me. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm sleepy as fucking delirious, but I'm loving every second. Yeah, it's like you're like like Shay literally in the Skype call just had to like lean back because he was actually like popped like in a very real back. way. Oh, you guys remember that old classic 2000s hit? Of course I do. Fat Joe? Of course I do. Of course I do. Do the pop away. No, we're not singing that on this podcast. 
Just kidding. I, or anywhere, really. Yeah, it yeah not. no, it's not. Oh, I want to tell you guys about... Um, so I went to Namba. No. Yeah, we'll hear about it. Okay, thanks. Uh, I went to Namba in Osaka, which is this very famous district in Osaka. Uh, I had to go to tr- work training last week for two days. And so uh, one of my coworkers and friends... Uh, she and I went to an escape room in, in Namba, and I had never done an we're escape room. We're still in there. We, we, yeah, this is all this is all part of the escape room. But That's where the Bible is. I'd never is. done one before, and it was set up like a 1950- 1950- They were like, record a successful podcast to get out of this room. That's right. Hold- You're going to be in there for a while. If we get 10,000 concurrent subscribers, I'll get the fuck out of this room. Looks like we're never getting out. Yeah, you're like, stuck, bud. For life. But... It was like a 1950s spy espionage thriller where basically we were an FBI agent trying to take down a CIA, crooked CIA agent. And it was so well done, like just the the different uh, areas we went into. It was all in English. Uh, It was great. So like the, the guy is like holding up the English instructions for us, speaking a little bit of Japanese. And then he goes into the other room, and we were thought he was going to grab some. He just fucking slams the door on us and turns the light off. And we're like, what the fuck? And then, it, like, this, the light, like, focuses on this part of the wall. And this old projector screen very slowly comes down. And then it's like a 007. You, you guys remember Goldeneye? It was kind of like that kind of screen, just explaining things to you. It was so much fun, dude. I had a ton of fun. But what's interesting about Namba, this is what I wanted to tell you as well, is like we're walking back to Namba Station so I can head back to my city. And I just see a full-on street of women dressed as maids. It was like a whole street dedicated to maid cafes. There were there had to That's have very... been like 30 different maids on one street. About 30 maids on one street and... uh Man, there's some weird ass people. Cause like I don't see those kind of weird ass people in my city usually. Like there's this like foreign woman who looked like she belonged on Kensington Avenue with her ass cheeks hanging out, which is something you don't normally see in Japan. I understand it's the daily occurrence, probably in New York City, but it was it is not a daily occurrence in Japan. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, why? What's weird about that? Like that, that's yeah, that's just that's just life in the big city. That's right, the Big Apple. Yeah, no, I, I understand. So, like, so is the city sort of like? Does it like cater to like all this different stuff? Like, is there like? Is it a touristy area? It, yeah, it's, it's like, like it's, it's meant it's for entertainment. Largely, it's largely like a touristy and entertainment area. There's so much you can do there, but they're like by this, uh, by this uh, escape room area or this building we went to. They they had this bar and it was like a or a cafe. It was a a military American military cafe, and my friends. So everyone's I, just rude. My friend and I were just like, we need to go like just sit down because we we had to wait until it was our turn. So we were like, ah, oh, maybe let's go check out this stupid cafe. There was nobody in there, not a single fucking soul besides the worker. And I I said to my friend, I was like, there's no way we're going to be the stereotypical Americans in this fucking stupid-ass bar. So we went to McDonald's, like cultured individuals. I was going to say, you get in there and the guy's like, oh, thank God, real Americans. You go like, "Uh, is this like the military cafes you have back home? Like, that's not a thing. 
Yeah. What? You guys don't sit around and talk about, like, spin a yarn about the wars you guys fought? No, nope, so can't how about say that we... Oppenheimer. What an <laughs> I mean, uplifting tale. Wouldn't that just be like a VA at that point? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. No, but it I was a cool, it, it was a cool experience horrible. to go in that area. I'm definitely going to go back. There was a lot of like nerd type shit there too, like a ton of like card game areas and some arcades and stuff like that. And you guys know Tanga, right? That yeah. shit. Yeah. The, like the Tanga cups, they had a fucking like a I don't know if you call it a statue, whatever it is, bigger than me of a Tenga cup. That's very weird. That, that is weird. Yeah, I was like, damn, where the fuck am I? What card I games do they leave? What card and games do like, they play in Japan? With this? Hmm? How do I have Well, Rich wants to know how you have sex with the statue. I heard that one. I was going to ignore that one. What, what, what card games do they play over there in Japan? Like, are they like, is it still big into like Yu-Gi-Oh or like Magic the Gathering? Fairly big. Magic the Gathering is not as big, but still a little big. Um, They have a bunch of other ones over here as well, like Japanese geared ones, more for like anime or um, whatever. I love anime. (laughs) Oh, do you guys see that news uh, story that that uh, one Magic the Gathering card was found? The one ring? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did. It's going to apparently the person's getting offers up to like two million dollars for it. Yeah, I would have taken the two mil, baby. I was saying, yeah, I was saying this on one of the last podcasts that we did. Uh, I was like, if I, and I was saying this to my friends too, I, I was thinking about going to buy some packs, and if I pulled that card, I would have just filmed a video of me just fucking burning it. Now, I would have nah. taken the two mil. Nah. I would have been like, now nobody gets it. Fuck all of you. And then they would have just printed another one. Well, and you, what you should have done, actually, yeah. it wouldn't even work. That wouldn't even work, Shay. You'd have to bring it to Mount Doom. <laughs> Shit, you're right. That, that, was a pr- that was a pretty good joke. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That I'll, was pretty I'll good. Take my hat off to that one. Yeah, that was but, pretty good. Yeah. Anything so, else so you, you guys want to mention? So you'd be like the asshole who like bought like a PS4 and just like goes out to the line and people waiting to try to buy one and just slams it on the ground in front of them. That would be amazing. Just get Can the I, one ring and rip it in half. The idea of smashing the PS4 thing reminded me actually. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I want to say I'm actually proud of Sony for being slightly less greedy than they could have been. Um, I don't know if you guys saw they announced that. Uh, Spider-Man 2 PS5. Yes, that thing looks really but nice. It's really nice, but also they're just going to sell the shell to put on the PS5 you already have. So like you don't have to buy a whole new console to get that. Oh, are that's you kidding nice. me? That's that's even more greedy of them because they know where the money is. They know that they can well, just I mean, sell you shells. Right, but I mean it in the sense of like for certain people like it because I know people who would 100% be like I'm just going to buy a second PS5, but like that's insane to me. Like, that's shitty, because I'm like, oh, that looks kind of cool. Like, I'm probably going to buy that controller, because the controller looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I... I appreciate having the option to be like, I want my PS5 to look like that, and I can spend $40 instead of having to sell my console and buy a new one. Right. You know, like, no, back it in is the day, for, them. for Xbox 360s, I had, like, one of the base white ones. And then Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out with their collector's edition, which upped the memory, or storage, I mean. And so I was like, shit, I'm going to buy that one. And it looked like a fucking tool, but it had the extra storage. So I was all about it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's but fair. like, oh, God, those hard drives. I Now I'm just thinking about what those things look like. Those huge hard yeah, drives. Yeah, those big silver ass things. Yeah. And but, now I'm thinking about when they sold faceplates. God damn. Now we're back to that. Mm. 
for real. But I I do like some of those collectors consoles and models and stuff like that. I, I, I had the um the Resident Evil Five Xbox three sixty, the red the blood red one. Oh, that one's cool. That one was pretty cool. That is yeah. pretty cool. I like a I lot, think like I'm a sucker for colorways, to be honest with you. I really I am. think on my Xbox three sixty, I think I had an Eternal Sonata faceplate. Hey, of course there you, did. you go. There you go. You're like, oh, I love classic composers and uh, anime. <laughs> I love I love Chopin and turn-based RPGs. Yeah, I love Fantasia. <laughs> my two my two passions finally crossing paths. Right, exactly. But yeah, is I I don't think there's much else to mention unless there's anything else you guys want to run through really quick. You can keep it a short Not one. Really. Not really. Good. Yeah video games we talked about it they're here they're it it turns out they're pretty fun i think these things are gonna catch on hopefully we can only hope i mean just hopefully atari doesn't put out too many games and single-handedly crashes the market yeah that'd be rough that'd be rough what are the odds that that's gonna happen i don't know Uh, but i'm gonna go put on the speaker hat hmm that's so cool i love when hats let me be an asshole in public (laughs) Before we head out, I just want to say if you want more content from us, head over to SwordChomp.com. There is none. I want to thank my guests, uh, Jethro Tull and Steven Tyler. Thank you both for being here. Oh, yeah, it's really good to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, baby, I'm going to jail. <laughs> he's really excited that he's going to jail for hurting children. That's kind of weird. Yeah, that is kind of a weird thing. You had a Liv Tyler story you wanted to tell me, didn't you? No, that was a lie. Oh, okay. Fuck. You ruined it. But isn't it weird that she was in that music video where she was, like, super sexualized and you were like, that's your daughter? Not surprised. And Jerry Seinfeld's a pedophile. But anyway, thank you guys for listening to this. What's the deal with girlfriends and homework? It's all they talk about. (laughs) Why? What's the deal with girlfriend parents and being the same age as you? <laughs> oh man. Y- you know what? Uh I don't know, I should bring this. I'm going to bring it. I uh I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I got the song Rooftops by Lost Profits stuck in my head a week ago. I was wondering when someone was going to bring up Lost Profits. I was like, I've been sitting on this. I feel like, God, someone needs to bring up Ian Watkins. I brought him up multiple times over the years on the show. But I was like, I, I forgot what happened exactly. So I decided to go, hey, YouTube, tell me, summarize what Ian Watkins and, did again. Oh, now yeah. I know what I'm worse for it. <laughs> But, like, I actually learned a little bit more about that situation. Um, I don't recommend if you're listening, if you're listening now, you've never looked up that situation, do yourself a favor, don't. Because you'll be supremely grossed out and, like, just horrified, but... um, Oh, it's one of the worst stories I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it's not not good. It was real fucked up. So, initially, like, when I had read about that story, because I read about it right when it was happening... Like, it was the girlfriend who was helping him. That was the story that was initially being spun at the time. But now, um, you know, it's so far removed that they've figured out that the girlfriend was, like, trying to report this guy for for years. And basically, or months, excuse me. And the police was in the UK was not 
helpful, not believing her. So she They're decided like, to... The UK sweetheart, Ian Watkins. They, what are they, you talking about? <laughs> they told her to go take the last train home. God damn it. You know, it would have so been better if she tried she to start standing something. standing on the rooftops and screaming harder? <laughs> this is all we got now. Everybody scream, Ian's a pedophile. Anyways, um, so I was, I was uh, looking that up a little bit more, and she stayed so she could gather evidence against him. And damn. I didn't know that, so I learned that. I learned some more things, like he was really getting into drugs and causing a lot of problems for his band and stuff like that. Cause I like what made me look it up initially is cause I was like, all right, I'll go to Spotify and just pop that song on one time, get it out of my head. They're not on Spotify. I was so, going to say, I was like, they can't, good, I can't imagine. Good. Yeah. Good. That, Didn't yeah, the band, that, that like... was my reaction after I was like, Oh, they're not on here. Good. Ian gets no, money from didn't that. the band reform under a different name without him they, did. They, 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 had, they had the lead singer of thursday or thrice doing but it just something with a t it just was not nearly as good unfortunately it, they're called found messiahs mm. but i didn't even God realize how big of a band that they were in the uk and wales like at the time, because obviously they had moderate success in the U.S., but I didn't realize how successful that band was. Yeah, they, they were part of they were part of that like wave that wave of not screamo but like uh, pop punk like second generation of that. Mm, sure. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that pop punk uh, emo alternative sound. Yeah, for yeah, sure. like it it had some emo vibes to it, but it wasn't like quite dashboard confessional levels of crying. Yeah, that's for sure. And Which is he, why it didn't catch on. Yeah. I actually <laughs> saw Lost Profits at Warp Tour in 2012, and this was, like, shortly before uh, Ian was outed as what uh, for everything that he did. But he sounded so fucking bad live. And it's because he was, like, doing a bunch of drugs and shit during that time. He sounded fucking horrible. So he should have been the one yelling, I'm going to jail! <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i just like because i really like that uh their album starts something like i i was really obsessed with that album and the album after i didn't like as much but i still enjoyed it a lot and their first album has some really good bangers on it but that was like one of the bands i was like i gotta see them live and so i roll up to their stage uh, like shortly after watching another band and i was like god he sounds like fucking shit god damn and then a few months later, all that news dropped, and I was like, wow. Yeah, well, as, as it turns time. out, the, the walls were closing in, so maybe that had a lot to do with it. Or, you know, I've gone to concerts, you know, of not pedophiles, where they don't, like, they're bands that I like, and but live, they don't sound great. Yeah. It was a great concert I went to. Uh, I saw Muse twice, both times great. Oh, Muse I've seen live. They're fantastic. Especially, uh, they, I saw them at MSG, and it was like Pink Floyd levels of, we're gonna have weird puppets and shit. Like, uh, I, I s- like five years ago, I would have loved to see Muse. For, oh, yeah, I saw I them once at, like, Nassau Coliseum. Ago. Okay, good, good. I saw them once Before at, like, Nassau Coliseum, and they, and they had, like, rising and lowering, like, platforms. It was a little odd. But you know, good yeah, stage they presence. Do a lot of that. Yeah, hell of a show. Yeah, I, no, I like. It, I respect. I respect their sta- like the the amount of production they put into their stage 
performance. Um, their new album was not great. Oh, well, and then, like you said, the anti-vaxxer yeah. thing. And I do, I hate yeah. it when I find out, like, they're not necessarily doing anything illegal. They're not, like, Ian Watkins level, but, like, when the... Uh, dumb. Yeah, well, like, when the banjo player from Mumford & Sons came out as, like, a kind of an asshole. Like, a right-wing oh, really? asshole. I yeah. I think he actually might have left the band over it. Good. Not that they were a great band to begin with, but good. I mean, oftentimes I would just text Rich and I'd be like, it's not nope, your fault, nope. but mine. <laughs> it gets that song stuck in my head and I don't like it. <laughs> it's kind of an earworm. You it's not a bad song. You I just don't that, want it in my head. You remember that band from Iceland that had that one really big album in like 2011 and 2012? The only musician I, I, I ever knew from Iceland is Bjork. Yeah. I was about to say, are you talking about Bjork? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Is that group that sang the song Little Monsters? And Oh, they're from Iceland? I think they are. If I remember correctly. What are their names? Sven. Wolfgang. <laughs> Amadeus. <laughs> Sven, Wolfgang, Amadeus. That's them. Yeah, I can't remember their name right now. Amadeus, Amadeus. Is it Royal Blood? No. Because there's a song by a band called Royal Blood called Little Monster, and that's what came up first on Google. I'll, I'll, look, I'll, I'll look it up later. I'll remember. I'm a, I'm a do us. It's a play on Amadeus, dummy. Fucking got him. Dumbass. We, could just, we should just do a tracker of how many 30 Rock references Rich slides into a podcast. <laughs> Hint. All of them. Yeah, they're worth it. Can you do Peter Griffin doing uh, Tracy Morgan in 30 Rock? The, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't think I can. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's two very different styles of comedy. But let's end the show here. Uh, I want to say thank you to Rich and Ray for being here. Um, thank you for listening. And we will be back sometime. Sometime. Event eventually. Yeah. Maybe. Bye-bye. Bye. Wait, wait, Rich. Send us off. Spend a minute. That's what we say. I like how you said that with a weird accent. That's what do we say? say.